0: Hello, everybody. This is Tom Oglesby in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios. This is the chatter episode number 28 on the 31st day of January in the year of our Lord, 2021. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember,
1: O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known
2: that anyone who fled to thy
1: protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired Inspired by this confidence, I I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen.
0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Colleen, you've got a backup
1: my goodness, it's crowded in the studio today. <laughs> this is awesome. New faces here.
0: Well, the chatter's a- uh, a- attracting a-, a crowd here, a following. We've got the St. Thomas Beckett Society, a group of rogue Catholic men and women here. Who, let's talk about it here. Let's first introduce who, who's in the studio with us.
3: Alrighty. Well, my name is Juliana Mace. Um, I go to Loris College. I am a sophomore, and I'm studying media studies and Catholic studies, and I'm happy to be here today.
0: She's hired.
2: Emma?
4: I'm Emma Wolfel. I graduated from Loris College last spring with a degree in computer science and religious studies, and I still live in the area.
2: I'm Nathan Suter. I'm a junior at Clark University, and I'm majoring in biology and philosophy. Where's home
0: for you, Nathan? It's in Davenport. Just south of here. uh Emma?
4: Milwaukee
0: area. Milwaukee? Uh, I'm from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I'm from Dubuque. Where are you from, Tom? (laughs) I'm from the Flats. (laughs) You are from the Flats. (laughs) Doing that. So we've met, uh, oh, some weeks ago, and it's been fun. A lot of cups of coffee, a lot of great conversation. We uh, talk too long, get late for work. Uh, But all of it's good. But at the heart of it, what is the St. Thomas Beckett Society?
2: So... The Society of St. Thomas Becket is a group of uh, students and uh, young adults who just want to learn about our faith and our tradition and then practice those traditions.
1: Is it a national group?
4: No, we just kind of started it ourselves. The three of us and one of our other members kind of just met and we were like, oh, we all have the same kind of vision. We all want to keep diving into the traditions and we didn't really have any other outlets to do so. And so we decided to start a group and start meeting.
1: That's awesome. How do you dive into the traditions? What kind of things do you guys do?
4: Uh,
3: So we kind of just basically started this last September, you want to say? Um, 2021. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, And so basically we meet once a week. It's Sunday, 645, um, right before we meet at Loris. So there's a mass like right after. So if you want to go attend the mass over there right after, it's very convenient. Um other than that like to what we talk about more is we're kind of figuring that out a bit but over the time we've talked about like the start of the church uh i know that i gave a presentation at the beginning and uh about the three stool uh of the church and like the magisterium and scripture and i forget the other one at the moment but tradition thank you (laughs) see see um but uh I gave that talk, but other than that, we're kind of just figuring out what we want to quite talk about, and maybe you guys could give us some advice on it.
1: Is it a study group? Is it an activity? Do you guys do activities? What do
2: you- yeah, we, we um, like our main activity is going to St. Augustine's in Platteville for uh, the Latin Mass, but um, we also have done things like um, we went to the Shrine of Our, we- our Lady of Guadalupe um, when Cardinal Burke said Mass there. Wow. Nice. Um, and we would, and we go to Saint Augustine's to do any of the other events that they have there, like the First Friday speakers or uh, Eucharistic uh, processions. So wow. you got some
0: other in the group here that meet six forty-five. That's PM, not AM. Yes, yeah. St- we
4: we have had that problem before. <laughs> there have been people who thought it was AM. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> had to
3: clarify that. We we're like, um, no, we mean night. So. <laughs>
0: and mass is at Christ the King Chapel. Where do you meet?
4: Uh, just. Wherever we can find a room, usually, in the it's library. Because not,
0: it's not outside on the curb here in January. Oh, no, yeah, no.
4: don't worry. Yeah. We're not like, making people sit on the cold. So <laughs> we're not that crazy.
3: But so. who
0: else is in the group? Or not names, but what, what's the diverse background here?
2: We got we got uh, members from all the Dubuque colleges. Uh, we have probably 10 members, 10 or 11 members right now. Wow. Yeah.
4: Our group chat's a little bit bigger than that, I yeah. think, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people who are super involved. And when they heard about the group, they were just like super enthused and just ready to join and hop in and discuss all these issues. Which... So this
0: flies in the face, Colleen, of the of the narrative that the nuns, the N O N E S, the generation of college students and postgraduates that are fleeing, running from the church.
1: It's very exciting to middle age and older people like me. <laughs> To see young college kids really wanting to dive into our faith and their traditions and everything that's offered. That's so exciting. That's I would commend you all for doing that. So why did you call it the St. Thomas Beckett system?
2: So when we first met, we were figuring out, all right, are we going to be independent? Are we going to become a student organization with one of the colleges? Like, what's our name? Who are we about? Ah, so... We all, we all you know, left the meeting to think about, um, and we went home and we thought about what name uh, for the society we should call ourselves. And I remember watching the old movie Beckett. And so I, I kind of thought, hey, the story of St. Thomas Beckett is kind of like the is very similar to the way uh, some college students live their lives. So St. Thomas Beckett, he used to be um, very worldly. He was he was best friends with the king of England at the time, the King Henry the in the Middle Ages, and he was having he was having a lot of fun. He was doing whatever he really could do, you know, living life as a noble. But then, uh, he was also ordained a deacon, even though he didn't really do any priestly duties at all. So, um, the Archbishop of Canterbury died, and so back in the Middle Ages, the king could appoint. Uh, uh, someone whoever he wants to be the at the seat of Canterbury, so he appoints his uh his friend Thomas Beckett, thinking he could get the church in his back pocket. So Thomas Beckett uh re- reluctantly agrees and he becomes the archbishop. And he's uh the day before he was ordained bishop, he was ordained a priest.
1: Oh my goodness, isn't that crazy? Wow, the fastest so, age you've ever seen. Fast track. so
2: you, you'd think you'd have. Uh, Like, nothing would change, because now he's archbishop, he's got even more power, but he totally 180'd his life. He he stood up against uh, all the rules that the king was making against the church, he defended the liberty of the church at the time, and then eventually the king's men martyred him in the Cathedral of Canterbury.
4: Didn't he have to go into exile for, like, seven years, too, just because he was so scared of anyone
2: y yeah, yeah that's right uh um the king he was he was going to meet the Pope, and so the king wouldn't allow him to leave the island, but he had to sneak um away from england get get to France and then get to Rome to speak with the Pope about what's happening and the total fiasco going on with the church in England at the time.
1: That is uh, an amazing story. I think it's one of the stories in that book Saints Behaving Badly mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty yeah. sure talks about different saints that had horrible past well not I shouldn't say horrible sinful past. and I remember his story in there because it said after he was ordained, uh, it was like he was, did a 180 like you said, and um, wasn't taking any of Henry's flack and what Henry wanted you know to run the church basically
3: Is't Saint Augustine in that? Is, does he happen to be in that one? He could be. Okay, I think i Chapter heard the book. one. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: See, I thought I've heard the book before because it just sounded familiar. I was like, oh.
1: It's a great book. But um, yeah, and so I think Henry was, you know, irritated and didn't he kind of say at a dinner or something, who will rid me of this bothersome priest or something mm-hmm, to that mm-hmm. effect. Yep. So a couple knights took it upon themselves to. Rid them. Right? To rid him of that. Yeah, they're doing that.
0: How do people join the Beckett Society? How would they uh, learn more, get on the bandwagon here?
3: So, um, if you want to join, we have an email that we just started, and it's the SSBS, maybe I couldn't say it's, what it is. The
4: email address is societyofbeckett at com. so Beckett is spelled like Thomas Beckett, so it's B E C K E T so societyofbeckett at gmail.com so you can just reach out to us that way and since we're such a new group we haven't done a website or social media or anything like that yet but that's our plan for this next semester to continue to grow and reach out to more people and get our name out there more
0: real underground activity that's
1: exciting all right well good luck with
0: that let's talk headlines who's got some headlines
1: Oh my goodness, there's so much going on. It's like almost how do you how do you rein in all the headlines? Oh,
0: we one. never do, but it's never stopped us.
1: I'm going to save this headline for our good news story at the end. All right. Okay, cuz that's a good one. Well, let's What do you got? Oh, the good news one? Then no, no, the the, one, the the old one.
0: Or the bad one or the or the annoying one. What do you got? Okay, so cuz is... <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're,
0: they're all looking at Colleen saying, Give us something.
1: Shuff, shuffling the papers. <laughs> this is also kind of a good one, but you know, uh, right now it's Catholic Schools Week. Isn't it Catholic Schools y- Week right y- now? Yeah, that's right. Even though this will air this coming weekend when it's over. But there was an article in the Cedar Rapids Gazette about um, Xavier High School. Do you say Xavier
0: or Xavier? Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier. Yes. Well, some Xavier people s- Hospital. Some people say Xavier.
3: I know people that say Xavier. So yes. yes.
1: <laughs> like Xylophone?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Same
1: kind of deal. So how do you say it? Z- Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. Long A. Xavier. Anyway, there is an article in the Cedar Rapids Gazette about Xavier High School and how surprisingly their enrollments up. Now, ten up ten people might not seem like a huge you know uptick, but for a Catholic school, ten is pretty good. Um, so I thought that was kind of a good news and kind of related to Catholic schools. So there were ten uh, new students for this school year and now even for this semester. Wow. So something's going on. So I'm, I I, don't know what's happening at Holy Family in Dubuque, but I, I wonder if they're having an uptick.
0: With all the things going on in public schools, Catholic schools have to benefit this here. Yeah. What do you say, Emma?
4: Yeah, that's impressive that they're having such an uptick. I mean, like, yeah, I went to a public high school and I can relate. Like, I think that it would be awesome to have just like that Catholic school background and i
1: think so many parents are probably realizing that too the crazier the news or that comes out uh, about what's going on in the schools uh, the other thing that impresses me about xavier right? um, all the vocations that come out of there what the heck is going on in cedar rapids it
0: is interesting i'm isn't looking it? at
1: the vocation poster and they're from all the different parishes but the thing they have in common is they all went to xavier so i don't know
0: Something, something interesting Something's going on. going
1: here. on down there. So I thought that was a good. Some very
3: inspiring teachers over there, apparently. Mm-hmm. I did
1: hear it was a, that they had a really good theology teacher who now is at divine word, but that he really caused them to think and kind of delve into things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's kind of a good news start to the headlines. And we'll end on a good news in a little bit. But in the meantime, we have sad things in between. What else you got? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, there's a whole thing going on about ad orientum. So you guys know what ad orientum is, right? Because you go to the Latin Mass. So what's Mm -hmm. ad orientum?
2: It means uh, towards the east. It's facing the cross. It's been the way Mass has been said from the ancient Roman era to um, 1970s.
1: So, facing the cross. So, the priest and the people are all facing the same way. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So, a lot of times we hear, well, his back is to us. So, have you ever heard that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. People complain, well, his back's to us. Mm -hmm. So, what do you say when people say that?
4: I think it just makes it more uh, apparent who the Mass is for. Because the Mass is not, you're supposed to be looking at the priest, but the Mass is everyone looking at God and... Praying to him and participating in that sacrifice. And Ad Orientum just helps that more visually, even do that.
1: It really does. I, and I don't think a lot of people realize when you ask someone, who's the priest talking to during Mass? I bet you most people would say, well, he's talking to us, right? Is he talking to us during Mass? No. Who's he talking to? He's talking to God.
3: Well, I would say I attending like other masses as well besides Latin mass. I've always gotten the question of like, why does he face us? Because like they don't understand like why are they facing the people? Because you're not the priest isn't supposed to be the center of attention. It's God. That's the purpose of you being there. So,
1: right, like God asks for uh, God gives us 168 hours a week, and He asks for one, one, right? We should give it to Him. I'm thinking we should give Him one.
0: Well, that is number three, isn't it? Remember the Lord's Day?
1: Uh, on commandments wise? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, there's a lot in the news about ad orientum. There was a priest in Chicago who's kind of slapped on the wrist, not allowed to have mass ad orientum anymore. And now the bishop in Venice, Florida, has banned ad orientum masses. Um But, you know, the problem with that is he's banning ad orientum, and yet you can go online and watch a video of a priest in Venice, Florida, who instead of the penitential rite at the beginning where we say, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, this priest from the altar instructs everyone to take three deep breaths.
2: Did you catch that the other day, Nathan? Oh, yeah, I remember that.
4: There were some other videos that came out of him, too, one where he had his iPhone with him on the altar and there were some other ones and I was just horrified
1: by this mass yet at orientum is banned it just doesn't make sense to me right it's okay to do a breathing exercise replace the lord have mercy prayer do a breathing exercise instead and the same bishop in Venice Florida his name is uh Bishop Frank Duane he has said the priest can say mass in their t-shirt hmm. they don't need to wear vestments but you better not be facing the Lord during... Ma- That's why this, it makes no sense.
4: This, this bishop really needs our prayers. Yeah. Doesn't he?
2: Yes, he does. I'd love to see the mass attendance data in that diocese.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'd be
0: know. interesting to see. He's a real uh, custodian of tradition, isn't he?
1: hmm Something <laughs> like that. But the other thing, the other horrible thing going on in mass is in France, there um there was a something called the eucharist of induction because they had a new archbishop so eucharist
0: of induction
1: that's what they called it the eucharist of induction
3: explain more
1: <laughs> yeah i've never heard of that so i don't know if they were installing this archbishop or or what they were doing but he was told that he had to be a team player and he was handed a rugby ball mm-hmm. during mass and um so they were throwing around a rugby ball during Mass.
3: Oh, was it's during the homily, or when was this? Like, Oh,
1: let's see. It's just before the
0: two-minute timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of timeouts, we're coming up on break number one here at FM 98.3. This is The Chatter, and we're going to answer Julianne's question when we come back. back in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios our guests are the uh, st. Thomas Beckett Society of I was going to say Dubuque, but it's it's larger than that we've got Juliana Emma and Nathan with us along with Colleen Paznick on our 28th show I can't believe it's gone that fast Colleen
1: I know amazing oh
0: so anyway uh, let's talk about the podcast here too because you're listening uh, live on 90 well we're recording live listening for playback it'll be the first weekend in february 2022 but it lives forever in the podcast on kcrd-fm.org here so we can do that and we were closing out segment one talking about venice florida and you know i'm going to say it i'll just call it sacrilege how, how can we be doing uh, rugby balls in in uh, in france um and and just suppressing... I, I said when they were coming back to nose out the uh, traditional Latin Mass and restrict it with the, uh, with the mot proprios that are coming out here, that it wasn't about the Latin Mass, that it was about all kinds of reverence, and we're seeing just a rise of irreverence, of um, the profanation of sacred things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And last week, and we can talk more about that, but uh, the satanic rituals in uh, schools and in churches. Just crazy.
1: It is crazy. And I did try to find in the article where it happened, but it was during Mass, but it didn't say at what point in the liturgy it happened. So just to kind of wrap up on that question. But Emma, you also saw a story about a a priest in Vietnam.
4: Yes, it was all over the news the past couple days that... A priest by the name of Father Joseph uh, in Vi- Vietnam. He was hearing confessions, and I think someone had come into the confessional, and they stabbed him, and he died while he was hearing confessions. Wow, which is just crazy. A modern-day martyr for our faith. So sad. Wow, I heard it actually from uh, Father Vu, our parish uh, at Loris, our father
3: over there, priest over there. So
1: he's from Vietnam. Yeah. Yep.
0: Hey, you said something, Emma, that sparks me here. You said it's all over the news, but I beg to differ because it ain't all over the news. Most mainstream media outlets aren't carrying this. What news outlets are you guys plugging into? I mean, what's your go-to when you're you're getting this uh, news that's trickling out that isn't front page in the rest of the world?
4: I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but it yeah, definitely wasn't on... The mainstream like secular news at all it was definitely some of the more i don't want to call them fringe catholic news sites but kind of fringe one of the big ones i look at definitely is the pillar catholic which is a good one i don't remember if it was on there or not but i just saw yeah several places say i think my dad
3: actually talked about it to me on the phone the other day too he was like did you hear about this and he listens to church militant so that's like something that he's very interested in
1: And maybe some of our listeners heard it on Church Militant because we air their news every Monday through Friday.
0: 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Central Time. You get uh, the new program. It started uh, in September, and it's an hour-long. I think KCRD does a pretty decent job of tapping into a variety of news sources. Church Militant at 6 o'clock at... uh, uh, it's 7.30. We run EWTN uh, Nightly News. Uh, we've got headline news that runs throughout the day. Relevant Radio runs some uh, headlines here. So you're getting some great, great news from different perspectives uh, right here on KCRD.
1: And that's nice now that the Witness is no longer published. Uh, yeah. It's a nice source of, of news. And I wouldn't call the pillar really fringe. I think that's Ed Condon and... um, J.P. Flynn, yeah. And J.P. Flynn. And wasn't J.P. Flynn like the Vatican correspondent for Catholic News Service or something? I mean, he was a pretty mainstream Catholic reporter. I think so.
4: And yeah, they're definitely a growing news source because I think they just started like a year ago or so. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely like to look at their stuff because they're like good canon lawyers and they know a lot about their faith. And yeah, it's a good one to look at.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. The other thing that um, I like about all these different news sources is we really do want to hear what's going on in other countries. You know, we mentioned the France and the rugby ball in mass and now Vietnam and the um, murder of the priest, the Dominican priest when he was hearing confessions. But we really are a universal church. Uh, And sometimes I think we can get a little myopic and only look at what's happening in the United States or in Dubuque um, or at Loras. I think sometimes we can... You have too narrow of a focus so one of the things i love about the catholic church is it's universal it's around the world
3: sick to add to that i wanted to say i think especially like us young people we like tend to just kind of look at our phones and like kind of just focus on the things that are around us more so like when you brought up like just pe- things in dubuque going on or like whatever we kind of aren't worried about other things which is kind of sad in my opinion Uh, but we should be more looking out to like other countries and like seeing what's going on over there and like be thankful for the country we live in so Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and what little liberty and justice we have uh, left as they continue to be eroded
1: that's right doing that going through our fingers yeah speaking of the other um, countries in the world and the Catholic Church another story that I saw on a site called complicit clergy is that Cardinal Marx? You now he's the um, cardinal, or, uh, cardinal archbishop of Munich, Germany, mm-hmm. Germany. He is saying that same-sex attraction uh, is not an impediment for a man to become a priest. Now that's in direct uh, contradiction to what the Church teaches about that. So that was really that was really surprising. So when we look around the world and see what's happening with the church in different countries, w- whether it's for good or bad, it's it's kind of nice to get a little temperature on the, around the world.
0: Why are you surprised
2: at that?
1: No, I'm not surprised at that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I would not expect anything different from a German cardinal. I I don't think that
0: view is limited to German cardinals.
1: It is not. And I think it's the German cardinals that also want to bless same-sex couples.
0: Sure it is. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So what's in the water in Germany? I mean, that's where Luther was, right? Well, yeah. And it's not limited to Germany, but they kind of have been a forerunner to a lot of bad stuff.
0: Don't you see this all, though, tied in here? If you can step back, take a deep breath. Let's have a synod. Let's get together and talk about, maybe we can... Where did this word creep into the lexicon, the urban dictionary? We're going to reimagine the church. We're gonna we've, we're reimagining everything. Which imagery? Uh, we we. I see Brad Markham walked in. We got him without a microphone, but he shouts nonetheless. But you know, isn't isn't that something? Imagination, isn't that dreaming or what? We're going to reimagine what the church could be looked like. We've got prelates that are talking about reimagining the priesthood for changing the discipline of married priests but also changing the doctrine of, of the male only priesthood. Now uh, the impediment of homosexuality to being ordained to the priesthood is now no longer an impediment. The uh, sanctity of the Eucharist and the and the within the context of the sacrament of holy matrimony, that we can reimagine that. So uh, to what end is this? I mean, is there any boundary or end in sight as we reimagine anything? Don't ultimately aren't we doing a reimagination of Christ himself, of the blessed Trinity? We're reimagining God. And isn't this uh a real i think this is a tower of babel moment we're we're building we're in in genesis it says we're going to make a name for ourselves and build this tower here wait is it
3: town of babel or babel
0: i've heard both well
1: xavier xavier babel babel (laughs) whatever
0: eat your potatoes and and be quiet
5: (laughs) tom I, i hear you announce me here when i walked in the door so um
0: Never met a microphone he
5: didn't like. Nope. So I, I think really what's the target here is um, it's the total destruction of the church. Go more. Go deeper. Uh, I've, I read somewhere, and I can't recall where it was, that Joseph Stalin picked homosexual men. He told them to go pick homosexual men because they would never fall in love with the faith, is what he said. What he meant by that was, like, St. Peter D- Damien had said... That vice is one of the most addictive vices there are. Thomas Aquinas himself says that uh
0: It's a vice. I thought it's no longer an impediment.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aquinas said that um what was it now? You know, now you maybe lose my train of thought here, Thomas. Uh-oh. Thomas in the studio here. <laughs> Bail him <Amon>, out, Emma.
1: <laughs> Brad Markham is the one who knows Thomas Aquinas better than anybody. So he would be able to to speak to that but you're right I mean as far as the destruction of the church and the infiltration and
5: it's the the lusts of the passion lead to hatred of God is what Thomas Aquinas said say that again the passions of lust leads to the hatred of God Wow so Stalin in his satanic way understood this and now this is not to accuse anyone who has a homosexual tendency of hating God it's just there that happens so mm-hmm wow
1: yeah and and again we're not um you know we're not calling for people with same-sex attraction to be killed or run out of town or well, what, are
0: call- what are we what are what are are we talking i'm about? just
5: saying it's and it's a dangerous vice i mean it's just one of the most I mean, cries out to heaven and we all deal with vices i mean i'm in confession once a week it's not not like you're you know mr holy saint here talking about this uh but when you do that, you you know when you purposely recruit someone with this a tendency to this vice, what is your intention? And I think it is just a satanic intention to destroy the church. Go ahead, Juliana.
3: Oh, uh, I guess what I wanna yeah. say on this is I've heard this saying so many times I just wanna like say it out loud, but love the sinner, hate the sin and uh I think as Catholics, we are our job is to be compassionate towards others. However, we need to also guide them to what Jesus Christ wanted us to do. And I guess that's all. What I goes through
0: I mean. your mind, Juliana, when you hear the quote that Colleen reads from Cardinal Marx that says it's no longer the the vice of homosexuality is no longer an impediment to ordination? What what strikes you? What goes through your mind?
3: Could you define vice for me again?
1: vice yes so it's a sin it's a habit of sin so he's saying you know the church says that if a man is inclined to be attracted to members of his own gender then he's not fit to be a priest but cardinal marx is saying that's not a problem no restriction
3: i would honestly disagree with him and i would say that could be a problem since your job as a priest is to uh love the lord with all your heart and just um not saying that like you can't it's hard to word it but i guess would say like because everybody's had like some sexual attraction but your job as a priest you need to be like focusing on your prayers and focusing on the certain things you're entitled to do as a priest. Um so I think putting that uh having an attraction could tie you away to like what your job actually is.
1: I think it's just what Brad said that it's a very addictive passion attraction and that it leads to hatred of God. So I think that's and that was from Aquinas, right?
5: Yeah, yep, that was Aquinas.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But I think you're you might be onto something, Brad. Maybe a deliberate destruction of the church.
5: And and the real question is: Are these homosexual men? I mean, I think it's obvious that many of them are, and that's what dri- the passion is driving them to change church doctrine.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, advance people in the church that are like-minded or like-attracted. Maybe I should say.
3: Yeah, especially, like, our age group, again, like, about our age group of people, it's become more of a popular thing to come out and, like, say that you're bi or, like, gay and all those other things. But um, I think that it's been misguided in the church as what we should believe as Catholics about homosexuality and everything, and it's not really helping that we're having priests here that are kind of misguiding us in a way.
1: Right, and and you talked about uh, the younger generation and and, um, the LGBT... You know, promotion of that, I just heard over the weekend that now kids in school are being bullied if they're straight,
3: yeah, really. Isn't that insane? I think that's unbelievable.
1: People like- are thinking of homeschooling their kids because their kids first of all, if they're even old enough to you know have that um attraction start noticing others but but to be bullied because you're straight. I
4: think that's crazy, yeah. And I think it all just leads back to, I think it was a C.S. Lewis quote that we all have that God-shaped hole in our hearts, and if you can't satisfy that with God, you're going to try and find something else to rest your identity in. And I think people are just searching and searching to find, like, this way to be unique or to find their identity, and I think, yeah, we're just, we've lost God in our society, which is just so sad.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Xavier High School is growing in uh, uh, students. I see the whole issue with Cardinal Marx as he's basically um, trying to sell the church to the world in a way. He's trying to get the cameras on him be like, look how worldly and modern the church is. We'll accept anything that that the world uh, deems is uh, holy now or worthy, what needs to be celebrated.
0: Can we have a chorus of all our welcome?
2: No, we can't of <laughs> all are welcome.
4: Only if we clap during it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if there's hand motions that go along with this. You got oh. a guitar to play?
5: Anyway, I, yeah. I, I told you about the meme, Tom, of the, it's a picture yeah, of hell. Yeah, what was that one? What was that picture one? picture of hell, and it has all Our welcome in this place.
1: Oh, oh I didn't see that oh my one. my gosh. <laughs> I didn't see That's that funny.
0: one. we got about two minutes left. Who's got uh, another headline?
1: Um, I just saw that, you know, we have the collection for Peter's Pence. That happens, isn't it in January? Yeah. Is it part of that threefold? Three in one. Three in one collection, yeah. Yeah. Well, I see that um, donations to Peter's Pence has fallen by about 15%. Wow. That's that's a big number.
0: That's significant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, they don't say why in the story, but yeah. So 15% is a big number. And Peter's Pence is a little different than the other collections that they do. Peter's Pence is funds that the Pope kind of has discretion over where they go, as opposed to you know you give for the missions in India or something. So uh,
0: apartment condos in London.
1: Well, that could be part yeah. of the problem.
0: Okay. Yeah. Build back better. That just just drives me nuts. Even there there are there are bishops of dioceses pushing build back better here domestically
1: oh my how about build back holier that sounds like a heilman uh hat or shirt or something. doesn't have the alliteration but no, I'm, uh, I'm
0: all about it here so uh, nathan what do you got you you were scratching your nose yeah,
2: yeah it's um it's, it's an inch yeah an itch. It's, it sounds a lot like uh um they're trying to be like uh, congressmen and city council members not bishops
1: yeah We need more bishops.
0: We talked about that last week, the uh, difference between the mission of the church and maintaining the church. And we're coming up on segment number two's end here. This is The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. We'll be right back after these announcements. We're back in the studios. This is FM 98.3 KCRD. You're listening to the chatter. You can also hear us on kcrd-fm.org on our uh, podcast. And today is, uh, we've got a full house here, Colleen.
1: We do. This is great to have young people with us. The
0: St. Thomas Beckett Society of uh, of the World. Or, no, it's the Society of St. Thomas Beckett. Yeah, yeah. It's... I'm, I'm catching on to that <laughs> even here. Emma keeps saying, no, no, move the down here. Juliana, you found the quote we were looking for from uh, the last segment here. Bring that up again, please.
3: Yeah, I think it's just such a beautiful quote and kind of just sums up kind of what we're talking about. But it says, the world promises you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. And it's Pope Benedict Sixteenth.
1: That's awesome! I just saw a picture of him taken from like a couple of days ago. Did you see that? He's outside. He's got like his little hat on, like a chapeau.
0: And how old is he? I just I think
1: he's about five hundred ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> he is really. I think he's till next he's week. in his mid-nineties,
0: I think. Yeah.
4: It's yeah. like those people in Genesis that lived to right. Over. Methuselah, <laughs> right? You're like,
1: what? He's like Methuselah. <laughs>
0: So we got a few more headlines. We may just do the headlines. Colleen's got trivia over there. She's salivating with, with what's going on. But I saw a couple. Uh, I see 2,800, that's 2,800 Catholics sign a traditional Latin mass petition delivered to the Arlington bishop, Bishop Michael Burbe- Burbridge. Oh. Burbridge, excuse Arlington, me. Arlington, Virginia. Arlington, Virginia, doing that here. Got a lot of feedback from last week's headline about the uh, pastor up in, um, up in Maine, the state of Maine, still observing the Sabbath, celebrating the killing of 63 million babies in abortion. Got to uh, pray for this guy here. Pray uh, for, uh, This is Reverend Marvin Ellison. Pray for him here. And we do want to give a big uh, shout out to all the Catholic schools here in the tri-states. Uh, Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin on the uh, feast of uh, um, it's not LaSalle, it's it's uh, St. Bosco, John, yeah. J- J- John St. John Bosco, John Bosco here today at our recording, doing all of that, and then uh, headlines. Uh, so a week from today, we're recording on the thirty-first, but on the seventh of February, and this will this show will air on the sixth and the fifth. He's coming back. Father Greg Bramlage, as we speak right now in the recording, by the time you hear this, he'll be gone from uh, up around Father Bob Gross's parish. But on uh, this coming... Uh, oh, if I take my thumb off the dates, I can see it here. February 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Church of Nativity, just south of Loras College. Father Greg Bramlage from the Missionaries of the New Evangelization coming back. If you've got any kind of ailment, these are real healing miracles that come. Uh, everything from cancers to, uh, uh, oh, they're, they're calling. They want to just hit the uh, button on there. Um, yeah, we've had cancers. We've had, uh, we've had uh, sore shoulders. What's the uh, rotator cuffs? Uh, back injuries. Um,
5: sight. Someone gained sight, their sight back.
0: Sight and hearing doing that here. Amazing stuff. So February 7th, 8th, and 9th, Church of the Nativity starts about 630. Who knows how long it will go on here. Uh, what else did we have over here? Um, and then the Synod, we're going to talk about this next week here, but the Synod surveys are beginning to pop up all across the country on diocesan websites. Including the local diocesan websites, and uh, I'd like to get through some of those and just um, just talk about the questions. You know, you can get a lot of insight with questions and and all of that. So
1: you can now for people that don't have a computer or aren't on the internet, are they going to get one mailed to them?
0: Well, now that is the sixty-five dollar question. I haven't. I thought they. I haven't they gotten were. anything in here. And I don't know how someone would determine how they, would don't, they know, don't have yeah. a computer.
1: Yeah. But you're right. We should go over some of those questions.
0: Doing that. Who else has got anything? Nathan, you got anything before we go off to the uh, Roman circus with <laughs> Caesar Colleen?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I would share something, but I don't really like reading uh, you know, garbage headlines and everything going on in the world. Well, at least well that's we,
1: what we do every week yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Steady. That's, that's why I listen to the chat I don't have to read it <laughs> <See?
0: Perfect. laughs> all right we've got uh, about 10 minutes that we can subject ourselves to uh, the Empress Colleen
1: yes that's right we've got uh, a few questions here and then some good news
0: all right well I brought in backup this week so
1: is, is Brad your backup or yeah. the kids here the young adults.
5: He's not the smartest guy picking me to be part of his trivia answers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I thought since we talked a lot about the mass and um, abuses in the mass, I thought maybe we should have some trivia questions on the mass.
0: Yeah, let's go for it.
1: All right. You guys ready? I don't know. I think so. Let's Like hear. all corvering. But yeah. you guys are in college. You have tests all the time and quizzes all Nathan the time. Nathan says us. he's good at
4: trivia, so yeah, oh. he's got
2: it. I don't know. I, I We'll, Bra- see. we'll yeah. see what happens.
0: Shut the door. Brad's trying to get out of here. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about uh the mass. Why is the mass the same sacrifice as the sacrifice of the cross?
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Maybe I should back up. Is the mass the same sacrifice as the sacrifice on the cross? Yes. Well, yeah, yes. because I question. <laughs> you kinda just you kind of just gave it gimme, to us <laughs> <right>? a freebie. <laughs> yeah. So, why is the mass the same sacrifice as the sacrifice of the cross?
0: Oh, oh, he's
5: he's, he's oh, Bradley. I, I have a guess. This is only a guess, but the timelessness of the crucifix—it carries it through time.
1: It, it. You're very, very close. Keep going on that idea. So.
0: They, they look all confused here, so I'm, I'm going to... There is only one sacrifice that Christ offered once and for all. Because Christ is God and eternal being, it is the eternal sacrifice. The Mass is not a reenactment. The Mass is a shredding of time and space. We re-enter... We, we pass through time and enter into the sacrifice that is not just Calvary, the cross, but also the Last Supper, the offering the of of the bread and wine. Do this in remembrance for me, this shall be uh, shed for for many, not for all, for many. And so it is it is, Christ who actually, it is it is the priest in persona Christi uh, because he says, this. the priest says, this is my body he is acting in persona Christi but he is he is entering in to that eternal sacrifice, that once and for all sacrifice. We're essentially in heaven during the Mass. These people that go to Mass, and I, I feel for them. I don't get anything out of Mass. I'm not going to Mass anymore because I'm not getting anything out of it. You don't know what you're doing. You are in heaven. All of the saints, all of the angels are present at that moment in the Mass.
5: And that that explains why we trads don't like dancing and guitars and drums, because if you're stand, sitting at the foot of the cross watching Jesus Christ Bleed out.
0: You just haven't had a good ribbon dance in a while.
5: <laughs> Are you, were there people celebrating with guitars and dancing and shaking their shaking the uh, what do they call those tambourines? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm think glad he said tambourine. Something <laughs> else. It almost shaking, went the wrong way. I, I was thinking tambourine, though, Tom. <laughs>
1: yeah. I read his
3: mind.
2: Yeah, and the breathing exercises, of course. Yeah, no, <laughs> Don't right. forget to exhale. Yeah. How close did we come, Colleen?
1: No. Okay, so this is Tom's book. I think you read the whole book before you gave it to me, Tom. <gasps> Cheater. Right?
0: Yeah, he's wrong with you, reading.
1: you were clicking on, on every uh, piston here. So that's right. All right. You're right. That's right. And then Brad's right, which is why if you can't picture it at the foot of the cross, it shouldn't be part of the mass. Right? Because it's the same sacrifice.
0: Well, the real question here is, is what would you, uh, which Gospels? Were, gonna, we're just days away from Lent, the first uh is it Wednesday, March second? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday, it starts here. What would you give? What would you give to be at the foot of the cross with the mother of Christ, the Virgin, Saint John and Mary Magdalene?
4: I don't know, what wouldn't you give? That would just be I mean, not a fun experience to be there, but just yeah. Wow. Just to be there with Mary and John. Just yeah, wow. I was going to
3: say, what could you give? Because, like, just to have that, like, opportunity just to, like, be at the foot of the cross. But also, like, like you said, like, what a horrible experience to experience. But also, at the same time, what a beautiful experience for, like, our God sacrificing his life for us.
2: Yeah, you'd give your whole life just to do that. And I, I like to think that the only apostle who stayed with Jesus the entire time was the only one who died a natural death.
1: And that was?
2: St. John. Not counting the torture. So on that note,
5: I probably would have been a coward and been running away just like the rest of them, in all honesty. You know, through time you look at it that
0: way. All right, let's flip that though, Brad. Each of us have said we'd give nearly anything or everything we've got. Every Mass, just not Sunday Mass, but every daily Mass is a chance to be with Christ, St. John, Magdalene, and the Virgin, the Mother of God, at Mass every time. We have that opportunity,
1: especially in Dubuque. Yes, I mean you can't swing a dead cat without having a Mass. <laughs> can I still say that? No, I can't say that anymore.
0: Can't you know, You can swing. Don't say rugby ball though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, in Dubuque we are so blessed. I think the daily Masses start at six thirty. 7 thirty, seven forty-five. 745 i mean that it just keeps going yes noon yeah
3: yeah loris has it every day which is a very blessing of course so. it
1: sure is it is a blessing now here's a uh, like a follow up question is there any difference between the sacrifice of the cross and the sacrifice of the mass
2: i i've heard the the sacrifice of the cross being the the bloody sacrifice um I wouldn't know what, what phrase you'd call the sacrifice of the mass. The unbloodied sacrifice. Yeah, the unbloodied.
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly right. Yes. That's exactly right. Oh, oh they're high-fiving one another here. Uh, Nathan's, Nathan's got we, it Yeah, we bag. didn't
2: really answer the last one, so this was our redemption question. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you, what is the um, purpose? Why is the mass offered? What's the purpose?
0: Emma's ready.
4: Um, I would say to give glory to God and to participate in that one sacrifice that He had on the cross.
1: Okay, so to give glory to God, um, would that be like adoring Him?
4: Um, in some respect, but I feel like there's other parts of that too. Such so okay. as? Oh boy, <laughs> you're on the spot. <laughs> um, there's I'm I'm thinking of the parts of the, the Gloria because there's the four different parts of the Gloria. Like the prayers to God, it's like praise and intercession and atonement, and there's one more I don't remember. Thanksgiving. Yes,
1: it's exactly right. She yeah. hit them all. Yeah, she hit them all. So the ends are to adore God, to thank God, to ask God, and to satisfy the justice of God for the sins. Oh, more high fives are on the all studio. All right, so
0: they've gone from crust. They've just added the tomato sauce on this pizza <laughs> here. <let's see. laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to have to turn the page on this. What is the value of a mass? Ooh. Ooh. I bet Thomas Aquinas has something to say about the value of a mass. What is the value of a mass?
0: Do you know as he just pushed his chair back two feet? <laughs> <on there? laughs>
1: He's just given the young kids the chance to shine.
0: What do you think, Nathan?
2: Um, you're going you're gonna to have to go a little further on what you mean by value.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. So,
1: What's it worth?
4: The meaning? Artists.
1: What is the mass worth? What do you think, Anela? Value.
4: I think it. Each mass gives more glory to God on Earth, and it also, if you're talking about like a purpose for our case, it takes away venial sins, which so.
1: Receiving communion, yes. in, if you're in a yes. state of grace, can uh-huh. in the
0: penitential right,
1: right. But um, would sp- you say that it has infinite value? Well, of course, yeah. Why?
0: Well, it's the. It's the infinite infinite sacrifice because it is Christ's sacrifice who is a infinite being. Anything he does is is infinite in nature. When you say what the value is, we think we can only think in uh, finite terms, in in a quantity that has a number. And uh, you know this this is really a sacrifice of infinite value. So I'm not sure we can. So well,
5: here's something to, to scare everyone in the room, but Thomas and Catherine of Siena both say that even the smallest venial, venial sin puts an infinite gap between you and God because he's an infinite being. So finite cannot cross the infinite. You need so, something with an infinite power. and What is that? The mass. God, Jesus Christ, and the mass. And his sacraments,
0: yeah, good point there.
1: Good point. So last one, last question. So does the efficacy, the effectiveness of a mass depend upon the holiness of the priest? No.
3: no, no, never.
1: No. Well, there was no hesitation on that one. Why did you know that so fast?
2: That's a heresy.
1: And what was it called? Donatism. Woo, wow, these guys are really.
2: Okay, extra cheese,
0: pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't even blink on that
1: one. <laughs> That's great. Those are great. Those are my questions that I had, at least for the first part of the Mass. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna save some others in case we talk about the Mass again and we only have a little bit of time left and, and we we do have a, a good story. A good news story. Yay. I know, right? You kinda gotta leave on a little bit of a good news story. Dear don't Diary. You? Yeah, dear diary. So we only have less than two minutes left, but the good news story I thought for the week is not necessarily related to the Catholic faith, but it's about the truckers in Canada
2: oh i i heard about that what did you I hear that uh, i just i saw the headline i didn't read uh, or at least i watched a video too in depth about it i just know that the truckers in canada are kind of being fed up with the government and the whole covid nonsense and so i know they're like doing a big big ride throughout the country like they're in a big convoy um t- tell me more about it what's going on
1: emma you look like you maybe had heard something
4: I think it was like anti-vaccine mandate type of protest, right? Yeah, and
1: stop the mandate. I think
4: the Prime Minister of Canada had said it was just like a small group of people who were protesting, but then <laughs> they came out with all these trucks just around Ottawa. And I think it's amazing how a group of people can just go out there together and raise awareness.
1: Right? He this. tried to kind of downplay it like it's that small fringe minority, and then he left town,
4: mm-hmm. right? <laughs>
1: So the convoy of like 50,000 trucks, mostly semis, and they're full of supplies. And so people all over Canada are going to feel the impact of this. Um, The convoy is about 45 miles long. Mm -hmm. That's like trucks from here to Manchester nonstop, right? Bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper. They get to Ottawa, the capital, and they ain't leaving. Next stop. Next
0: stop. Did you read the next And not only
5: that, but they've got people lining the bridges, waving to them. And and actually, one of the states up there, I heard, banned people from going to the bridges to cheer for them because so many people were showing up.
1: Right. It kind of ruins their narrative that it's a small fringe group. Um, And I know that we're out of time. So the only thing I want to add is now the American truckers are thinking of doing the same thing. Yeah. Going from California to D.C. Kind of so, exciting.
0: Well, there's no place to park in Ottawa, so they have <laughs> no to, place to park in D.C. They have to go to Washington here. So that's and uh, you've done it again, Colleen. Successfully used all the hour of the chatter.
1: Sorry, here. did you want to say anything?
0: No, I I do better when I don't. So that's not true. <laughs> this is episode 28 on the 31st day of January, the year of our Lord 2022. God bless us for for doing it. God bless the society of St. Thomas Beckett, Let's close with a prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory, Glory be to the, the
2: Father, and to, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
1: as it was, Spirit. was in the beginning, is now, now and, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end.
0: Amen. I'm Tom Oglesby. Colleen Pasnick.
3: Juliana Mace. Emma Wolfel.
0: And Nathan Suter. We're out of here. We love you. Keep listening to KCRD.